Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Recorded live. Hello? Hola, Laura? Can you hear me? Deb? Can you hear me now? Oh, you're going to be unmuted in just a second. Hi. 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 How are you? I'm doing really well. Hold on. Let me put this in. I bet that you're going to hear me a little better. Is this better? Yeah, that that's better. It was a little bit, um, a little bit yeah, muffled or fuzzy, something, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, it was on the speaker, and the speakerphone is never as good as when I have my headphones on. So here I am. How are you doing? How is your nausea? Um, it's reducing. Uh, it's on the downslope, but it's still there. So I, I'm yeah. still uh, coping with it. And today I'm nine weeks, so it should only be a few more weeks. And it does seem to be um, changing. I get moments of relief, which is awesome. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, yeah, but I I'm eating more. Like I not there's some days when I'm eating just unbelievable amounts of food, and then other days when it's normal. Um, but it's just sort of like to 
just to cope with it. That's what I'm doing, and I'm hoping that I don't make myself gain too much weight. Um, I yeah, don't don't. I wouldn't worry about it much because I was like that in the beginning. And uh, what I did is that well, I wasn't. I don't think that I was very active during that period. But then, then I started walking a lot. I was really walking. I didn't do much strenuous stuff other than that because I was scared. Um, but I walked a lot, and then my food was totally fine. Huh? Yeah, I'm hoping yeah. that as soon as I can start working out again, a you know, like my eating will be less weird and back to normal, and B, I'll be able to exercise and it'll come back into balance. But it, it's like it's there are moments when I just like I have to eat something or else I'm just gonna, I just yeah. it feels so awful, you know. Yeah, yeah, and you know what? It's don't really don't. I wouldn't worry about it at all. Okay. Because the other thing is that I know that all, you know, there's so many things about weight. And uh, I gained a ton during my pregnancy. I look so round. I'm very happy. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, but you know what? By the time my daughter was four months old and she started going to, uh, you know, she was sleeping through the night, I lost all, all everything that I had. I was back to my pre, pre-pregnancy weight. No kidding. After four months? Four months, I was I totally lost it. Well, I think that it also helped that she got a little eczema, so my diet got really restricted to a few things. But I was eating a lot of just those things. You know, I couldn't eat a lot of things. It was almost like a candida diet to make sure that my milk was not making her sick. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was walking, and what I was doing is really through pregnancy and and those four months, I was walking. I wasn't doing much more than that. I was just walking and walking and walking. I like walking a lot and, you yeah. know, just walk with her, push her. So let's see, when is your baby due? January 30th. <laughs> okay. So unless I go to Florida or something, I'm going to be stuck inside my house, you know, my apartment. Uh, you know what, for a couple of weeks, which is really ideal, but then it's not necessarily. No, don't, don't. I was... I would bundle her up, and, you know, in the carriage, she's like, you can just make that into a, a own little, you know, container. I would go out and warm myself up, and I would go out for a walk. My daughter was born February 9th. Oh. Okay. Yeah, so I know exactly what it's like. The first two weeks is true. I went nowhere, which was exactly what everybody's going to recommend. And then slowly I started going on walks with her. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, don't, don't, you know, don't, don't worry about it much. I mean, the only thing, if you wanted to, which I have at home for the winter months, get yourself either an elliptical or a, something like that that you could do a little bit at home. That's a good thing too. Yeah, and I have a gym right in the neighborhood, and they have a, they have like a baby care place, so I could, okay, I can, I can do, do that. that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and yesterday I had my first workout in probably five weeks, so that that felt it was short, but it was better than nothing. And it was like I had twenty minutes of of relief from nausea, and I I went to the gym and I sat on the you know the stationary bike, and it was good. So that was a that was a relief. So you know I think yeah. slowly, slowly I'll be able to do more stuff. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. But don't don't I wouldn't worry much about it. I know that, you know, you can go there, but it's not like you're gonna completely lose your you know, your your body really has a lot of memory for how fit you are. Okay. Really that's good. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I was really fit right before I got pregnant. I was uh, riding my bike like an hour or two, you know, number several times a week, like four or five times a week. And I was in great shape. So I was, um, yeah, hopefully it'll go back. But it just, it, yeah, I I have that female thing. So, (laughs) yeah, you're you're scared. So tell me, tell me about, like, start tapping and tell me what is the, the worst case scenario? What is it that. Did you have, did you grow up with your mom was thin or weight, was she, or? My mom was extremely thin, actually. She's much thinner than me. I had a, um, I actually struggled with weight. My, well, you know, it's interesting. I look at pictures of myself, and I actually didn't struggle with weight but when I was little. But I was made to feel as if I did. And then mm-hmm. when I was, um when I was like in seventh or eighth grade, I was essentially the the height that I am now. Um, I was a very tall early developer, and um, by ninth grade, I I was essentially, you know, like basically seven pounds lighter than I am, you know, now at my most fit. And um, so I was like an adult really early, and I that always made me feel big and fat. Even though I wasn't, you know, I was just a tall, athletic girl, you know. But then also after I, I after I quit crew, I gained about forty or fifty pounds because I, um, my diet was so. While I was rowing, it was a really massive diet, and then I didn't change that right away. But I had I went cold turkey on my athletics. I was working out three hours a day, and then I I was so burned out that I went to like nothing. And I just gained so much weight and my metabolism was all fucked up. And that happens to athletes a lot. You know, they get quite chubby after they... So it took me years to really find myself, my own natural equilibrium. So I'm quite sensitive to it, you know, that I can get to that place again. Yeah. Yeah. So I I, I understand that it's like there's there's a sensitive to actually gain gain weight and feel like you might be out of control and your body's yeah. not going to be what you want. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So that's, and that's, and that's how, but, so let's, um, what would it be, let's, let's do it just for a minute. And I have to tell you, there's one thing that we end up, we ended up with last week. Yeah. That I, I thought was pretty huge, so we need to address that one. Yes, yes, yeah. And something <laughs> else has happened along those lines, too, that for sure I would like to incorporate into that. So I would really like to go there, too. Okay. The, and, and the way, what I would say is, like, what I would invite you to do is the, the choices method. I don't know if you remember that. I'm going to tell you yeah. like, it's a fabulous one to use for homework. I use it all the time because it's quick and it really shifts the energy. And just create a really, really, like, so even though you're worried that you're going to end up, you know, gaining a lot of weight and your body's going to just, you know, take, like, run them off, you know, you, know, you have no control. Um Maybe something like I choose to be surprised and delighted with how beautiful my body can be and how much I enjoy being in my body, in my you know, healthy, fit body or something. Yeah. Um, Great idea. So, yeah. 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 Just so something along those lines. Just create something and we can maybe touch, uh, touch upon that uh, at the end as well. But tell me what happened because we ended on a note where 
we, you know, we we uncover these little pieces that, for you know, happy family for you is a single mom, basically. Yeah, that that would be the only time my own family. Well, that and the first, you know, few years of my life with both my mom and my dad were very, very happy. Um, right. I I have good memories of that, but at least for me, um, less so for my mom, I think. And um, and then at the end, you know, of when I was like 19 to 23, my mom was single, and that was when there was peace and tranquility and love, and and uh, it felt good to be in a family. Otherwise, it felt like shit the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing how much damage a, a mentally ill person can do. I mean, it's just amazing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Uh, and I, yeah, it's it's really it's really powerful and just so. But you know, as we address, it's also he has really gained. He has given you really amazing uh, skills and tools and strengths. Yeah, yeah. But but it is true, and you know, we can actually look at it from the perspective Deb, that you really know what an unhealthy family looks like, and you really have avoided it like the plague. You know, and I'm really proud of that. That's so yeah. true. Like, I have not done that. I have not recreated that. And yeah. uh, I'm really proud of that. It's a huge accomplishment because most people just automatically repeat their family of origin. Oh, God, absolutely. And that's what I did with my first husband. And tell me about it. Today I went through the mediation with him, but let's leave that <laughs> Oh, oh man, yeah, yeah. yeah. Can you believe yeah. it? I mean, I've been I've been divorced now for what eleven years. Uh, anyway, so and you're yeah. still in mediation yeah. with him, huh? Well, where's yeah, it's like uh, there's issues that you know. As the, my daughter is thirteen, there's things that are coming up, and uh, we are not in. We don't agree. So that's what I'm telling you. Being a single mom, it's be, it's not ideal, okay, by any stretch of the imagination. But it's better than really having to call your whole life uh, with somebody that you have very, you know, imagine imagine if you actually were to choose anybody like your dad and you had yeah. a child with someone like that. You, you know, know, it's so true. I was just, a friend of mine gave me her baby stroller um, and oh. she, it, yeah, it was this awesome baby stroller for tall people. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it's perfect. And she She's divorced, and she's her ex. They have a five-year-old, and the stories that come out of her life regarding that. I, she's like, "You have no idea. I'm so jealous of you. This is your baby. You never have to, you know, send your child for six weeks to Toronto, and you don't have to be in court talking to your lawyer about your asshole ex-husband." And it's so yeah. true. I am missing out on so much shit yeah. that so many people have to go through. Yeah, and it is not, and I totally understand that it's not, you know, ideal for you or anybody. Of course, the idea is to have a loving partner and a loving life partner that is also, you know, the one that you join in this beautiful project of, you know, being parents, which is challenging in itself. But it's way better, I mean, way better than having a, a partner where you have to negotiate constantly and you have different values and ideas. It's just challenging. So, oh, yeah. yeah, you know, it's like I, I, I really, I also wanted just to really celebrate and honor you for having done so much work that you really, like Stefan said, 
you actually didn't have to go through that first real marriage. <laughs> yeah, totally true. Yeah. There's the just feels, love. Yeah. 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 And I did. It, did. it took courage. It took courage to end all of those relationships and be single and not have a man. And, you know, at this age, it just it was a hard choice all the way through. But I, it was the right choice. Not that anyone who, or you or anyone else, did the wrong thing, but I mean, everyone has their journey, but I'm grateful for the, what I've done, even though it's been really painful and lonely at times. Of course. Yeah, you know, I honestly believe that we all walk our own path and the journey that we're meant to walk because of the learnings that we each need to go through. Yeah. Uh, I have also gained amazing amount of skills and uh, and emotional intelligence from having to, from having all those pains and you had your share. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Different, yeah. but really. So the one thing that would be really, really special and very important is how to um, recreate. You know, if it's your, you know, 19-year-old or your 20-year-old, or who is the one that might be unconsciously holding to the belief that a happy family is a one-parent family or a one, you know. Mm-hmm. One happy mom family. Yeah. There was another thing that came out as well. I, I didn't, I listened to the, to most of the session again, but I didn't get to that point, which is what I was waiting to get to, and then it didn't work. <laughs> I didn't get to that damn point, but there were two issues that came up at the end. That was one of them. Was there another one, too, that you recall? Yeah, there was something else. Let me see, because I have it right here. Okay, yes that somehow, even though you created safety for you in, on your, to be on your own within your family, you're, you, like you created an identity around your family where um, you, you were like, you had to be protected and you, you were not being able to be safe. And therefore, there's an intrinsic sense that there was something wrong with you and uh, you couldn't oh, be yeah. yourself within a context of a family. Right, that there was something wrong with me that was responsible for or, or invited rejection and abandonment from my mom and my parents. Yes, that's a really subtle one. That's like embedded somewhere between my liver and my kidneys or something. That's deep in there, you know? <laughs> yes. So there was yeah. something you said that it was, what, because that, that, okay, say it again. There was a, part, a word there that is very important, and I don't tell me, there was it was a, your fault or there was a responsibility for you? Like I felt abandoned and alone through my early childhood and I thought that that was because I interpreted that as, as being deserved, you know, like there's something wrong with me that's, mm, that yeah. is responsible for this. Yeah. Okay. As opposed to like, you know, my mom just can't be present. Yeah. Yeah. So I felt re- I felt flawed. I felt deserving of the rejection and abandonment. Yeah. Yeah. And a religious that was more yeah. from my mom, my like my mom, my dad. My dad just came to town. He lives in Seattle, like west of Seattle, um, and he came to town to visit my brother, and cause my and see my nephew. And uh, he didn't see me or didn't want to see me, and that's okay. But, you know, there's a little girl part of me that 
is so hurt by that and it's that feels profoundly the just the total complete and utter rejection of me by my father yeah and i saw i've had a lot of tears about it actually i've been very emotional so yeah. that's there too like the total complete utter rejection by my father and do you have any idea, was this recently or was it a few years ago? Like, when did this happen? It happened, he, it happened last weekend. Like, he was here over the weekend. Oh. And so that's yeah. what brought it up. I mean, I've always known that this is there and I've worked on it with Stefan, but I was surprised that my tears came out, how raw it still feels. I mean, maybe, maybe it's not. I kind of think it's a good thing that I'm, you know, that open that I can feel my feelings as opposed to suppressing them, you know? Oh, um, that's, yeah, and so welcome pregnancy because it's going to bring everything to the surface. So it's a wonderful time. I think that you can, you can just cry, you can just cry and tap and just like, allow it to release and just be present with it. Be really just present with the fact that, yeah, it, it's just really painful and sad. And do you have any idea why did he choose not to see you or you found out after the fact that he was here? Um, no, he I I didn't invite him to see me either. I did tell him he knows that I'm pregnant. We email each other every now and then and usually it's pretty <laughs> pretty hateful, um, or difficult. Like his emails are just so difficult. But we re I recently told him on an email I'm pregnant and um we had a positive exchange, sort of, um, and but he he came, you know. Mark invited him out for Father's Day, and they did a big Father's Day thing, and um, so it was like the three generations, you know, my father, Mark, and Mark's son. So three generations of men, boys, mm-hmm. and um, I was not invited to be included in any of that, and. I didn't expect to be, but it's it's just, you know, my dad is a misogynist and he's he's crazy, you know, has his mental illness, um, and Mark has always been the preferred one over, you know, my sister and myself. And but Mark got a whole bunch of shit too, so it's not like he was saved, but it's just to a different degree, I think. And um, it just it my father rejected me as a female he rejected me as a human being rewarded me only for achievement but then when i was i became too good at achievement and i became too successful then he he profoundly rejected me i mean completely and utterly like he hates what i do for a living he hates who i've become you know he sees Mm -hmm. me as a betrayer of our social you know the working class and i mean he just he sees me as an really like the antichrist. I mean, it, he, <laughs> he really demonizes me. Wow. Yeah. Is it because of your work, really? Yeah. Because, because you work with very powerful people, and you charge a lot, and you get. Is that why? Well, he's part of, like, our grand, his dad was a, a coal miner in England, so he was part of the the poor caste, and they have this belief that, you know, my father just developed this belief around social class that, 
you are either part of the working class or you're against it, you know. Mm. And because I, I went to this fancy boarding school on scholarship and then I went to Columbia and then I got a PhD and then I went into corporations as opposed to like, you know, peace action or NGOs or like he just sees me as part of this elite that's oppressing the working class. Like he, it's just his worldview and it creates actually I struggle in my mind because we were hippies and we're all into equality and I was a sociologist and you know like I, I you know on another day we can sort of pick that one apart um yeah yeah no but that's yeah you're right but it's uh it's a lot about his his story and his his whole thing that what I'm more interested in is how does it affect you as we keep on tapping right how is the, yeah because and why does it connect? Because the part that we we wanted to, we were really it would be great to focus on is how your dad's rejection, your mom's rejection, causing you to feel that you cannot be yourself or you're not valued or you don't deserve to be loved, just as being who you are. Yeah, you know that that in the context of a family, that's really important because that is what we what we concluded that those two pieces is like. The identity that you have around being in a family, being part of a family, is very negative. Yeah. So you cannot be yourself in a family is really big because uh, one of the things is like, and you, you're you even mentioning it and it's coming up with the baby, right? Yeah. And just as you tap through the points with the idea that, you know, you're not going to have control over your body. You're going to start looking different. You're not going to be able to do the things that you love doing. Right, everything has to do with like who are you going to be as a mom? Who are you going to be? If on adi- in addition to that, you became a, a partner, you know, a life partner to someone, a wife, you know, nonetheless. So, what are yeah. the implications in that in that regard? Yeah. So. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. All all three of these things, you know, not like feeling deserving of isolation and rejection and Isolation and neglect, uh, abandonment by my mother, total rejection by my, by my male and by men, by my father and men. Yeah. And although it's paradoxical that I predominantly work with men and they love me, you know, um, that's quite rewarding. But not, it's different, right? They love me for what I do rather than for who I am, you know. So. Anyway, um, well, and they don't love love me. It's a different, you know. They they like working with me. It's not like a father's or a partner's love. No, of course not. But it is it is important that you are working in an environment where men really value you. Yes. Yeah. And they consider you, and you feel deserving of their attention. Their you know their their focus on you because you have you are a valuable. You know, person in the in the tribe of your work in this family of your work, you are a valuable member. Yes, yeah. And, and you men have, value me predominantly. I work with men, so it's you know they deeply value it. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. So I, it hasn't you, it hasn't plagued my, that part of my life, but in the personal part, which is really all about my inner being as opposed to my doing. Um, yeah, that's and the family thing. Yeah, let's work on those. Yeah. Yes, let's work on those. So, 
they're two different things, and they may they may come together, but let's address one at a time. So one is about feeling that you're deserving of, you know, I, you know, like judgment, rejection, and abandonment, which is huge. So somehow yeah. that you deserve that. How how true does that feel right now? Um, Is there something else that you're... A five, maybe? Okay, so right now, is there something that is more present there right now? I can sense Uh, something else. What is more present? Feeling just a lack of love from a man. Um, Yeah. That really feels, and there are men pursuing me, but um, I I'm not interested in them. So maybe, maybe what it is is feeling a lack of love from a man that I love. You know, lack of that kind mm. of intimate love with a man. I haven't been interested in a lot of men. Like there are a few who are pursuing me, and you know that one guy I actually had feeling you know some nice feelings for. But he ultimately, so there's like, a, I'm just not connecting, you know, that there's a lack of that. Um, that's the predominant thing that I feel right, at yeah. the moment. But I think those other things are deep in there. You know, they're still in there. Right, right. It's just, and it's the sense, what is more, what is present is... Uh, so the, almost like the symptom, what is more that you feel, what you're more in contact with is this part that you're like missing on intimate love with the man. Yes, yes, yeah. 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 Okay. Okay, so let's let's start there and see. We're going to start tapping and see who wants to like give us more information or is that okay? Yeah, sure. Great. Okay. Take a breath and you start start tapping at the crotch of mine. Yeah. Even though there's a part of me that feels the serving of judgment, rejection, and abandonment. Even though there's a part of me that feels deserving of judgment, rejection, and abandonment. And possibly it's a pretty young part of me. And possibly that's a pretty young part of me. I choose to honor her right now. I choose to honor her right now. Because I would love to feel at peace, fully loved. Because I would love to feel at peace and fully loved. By being exactly who I am. By being exactly who I am. Even though there's a young part of me that feels that I deserved to be neglected and abandoned. Even though there's a young part of me that feels I deserved to be neglected and abandoned. I am open to discovering the rest of me. I'm open to discovering the rest of me. Is totally ready to love and be loved. Is totally ready to love and be loved. 
take a deep breath and let it go. Yeah. Tapping through the points. There's a young part of me that feels really hurt. There's a young part of me that feels really hurt. She feels that somehow she deserved to be abandoned. But who feels that somehow she deserves to be abandoned and to feel alone. Yeah. And she reached the conclusion that there was there must be something wrong with her. And she reached the conclusion that there must be something wrong with her. And that's why mom and dad were not really very loving with her at times. And that's why mom and dad were not really very loving with her at times. She felt alone and rejected. She felt alone and rejected. And she felt that she somehow deserved it. She felt like she somehow deserved that. She didn't know what it was. She didn't know what it was. But something must must be wrong with her. Yeah, but something must be wrong with her. And somehow she deserved to be treated that way. That somehow she deserved to be treated that way. Take a breath and see if you can see her in your mind, in your mind's eye. Yeah. Feeling alone. How old would you say she is? Four years old. Yeah. So she's she's four, and her her sister or her brother is just born. Her okay. sister was born at when she was five. So even before, even before okay. her sister came, she felt sort of alone in the world. Okay. And then Mark came much later, right? Yeah, Mark. I was thirteen when he came. I was five when Amy came. Yeah. So interestingly enough, there is a slight possibility that when you're seeing her right now, mom is pregnant. Yeah, possibly. Yep. I'm pregnant about the same time that you are pregnant right now. Very possibly. <laughs> That's interesting. Maybe, and maybe yeah. she was just feeling crappy and nauseous like you feel right now. Could be. So can you imagine having a... a a four-year-old child running all over the place and feeling like you feel right now. Oh, I really can't. It's really <laughs> got to be tough. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> so getting back to her with a little bit of an adult perspective of the whole situation, just to, um, can you introduce yourself to her? Okay. How does she respond to you being there? Yeah, she's <laughs> she's quite very receptive and happy hmm. to receive and she, yeah. Right, to see you, she's really happy then. So tell her that you're coming to help her and and to to share with you what what has been going on with her. Okay. 
you're well, feeling she just, lonely? Um, yeah, I mean, she just feels like she speeds up over like a two-year time period and, and she feels sort of alone in the yeah. world to to figure things out and like experience this world and, and life and herself uh, without any real explanation. Yeah. And all these things happen and she has all these experiences and she's not really uh, able to like process them or Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's She's just sort of alone and coping with all of it. There's nothing, no support, no help, no no nurturance or, or reassurance or emotional, like, cushion. Yeah, there's no emotional support and cushion for her. Yeah. There's no yeah, more place, place to land, soft place. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's also probably no place to, no safe place to land and, no, and to feel comforted, right? And to feel, yeah. Yeah, it is. Exactly. Yeah. And are these events or these things that happen, things that make her feel that, her, that somehow she's not safe or that she has to really watch out or? Um... Yeah, like the kids at school, it doesn't always feel good to interact with kids at school. You know, it seems like a lot of them are uh, rejecting or better friends with each other. Like she doesn't quite feel like she belongs or fits in with kids at school. And and then people, adults are confusing and you know, sometimes they laugh at her and that feels painful or... Yeah. She's just left to interpret all kinds of events and behaviors and situations without any anyone being present and looking out at the world with her. Yeah. So I invite you to do this and you can do it, you know internally or if you want to do it externally but as you uh, just two things ask her if it would be okay to tap on her mm-hmm. yeah and so you start tapping to the points and you imagining you're tapping on her as you explain to her as the adult like, are you okay being that person providing that safe container for her explaining to her Sometimes adults laugh at things. So just really because a lot of the things that happen to her, I think that if she would have had an adult, in this case it's going to be you, that told her, you know what, I'm so sorry. Kids can be cruel sometimes and there's, you know, it's really hard. But, you know, just, you know, like if you show interest or if you talk with a girlfriend, you say these, or bring these things to schools or you can show people. I don't know. What kind of things would you 
do you know that she would have needed at the time that you can tell her to soothe that, you know, to soothe her heart and her soul, letting her know that there's nothing wrong with her? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then just she just needs to be feel loved too, you know, yeah. that just loved and reassured that everything is okay and she's okay and everything that's happening is is normal and fine and there's nothing and she just needs a soft she needs nurturing. Yes. And those explanations that she that you were saying. Yes. So can you actually as you tap on her, tell her you know, you can start by saying, you can start at the karate shampoo and just start. So I'll, I'll start you. I'll get you started. So as you tap on yourself and her, even though you're feeling really lonely right now. Even though you're feeling really lonely right now. And you have been, have, you have been dealing with so much on your own. And you've been dealing with so much on your own. Trying to understand kids and adults. You're trying to understand kids and adults. And sometimes they they just do and say things that are very painful. And sometimes they just do and say things that are very painful. And it's it makes sense that you don't understand it. It makes sense that you don't understand it. I am here to tell you that you're a very special girl. I'm here to tell you that you're a very special girl. You're no longer alone. You're no longer alone. And I love you with all my heart. And I love you with all my heart. Even though right now you're feeling lonely and sad. Even though right now you're feeling lonely and sad. I am here with you. I am here with you. And I love you very much. And I love you very much just for being the precious girl that you are. Just for being the precious girl that you are. Take a breath and start tapping through the points. <sighs> and just start telling her the thing that you know. You know about adults that are silly and, and, I don't know, ignorant and they would laugh at a child. Things about other kids. What kind of things would you like to tell her to reassure her that she is loved, that who she is is okay? Yeah. So I think the thing I would tell her is that um, human beings behave in ways that we sometimes can't understand and are sometimes really hurtful. Yeah. And the best way to cope with that is to recognize that that is a reflection of them and their personality and their emotions and their life or whatever, what's going on inside of them. And it is not always necessarily, or even most of the time, a reflection of her worth. Yeah. And... How would you say, and that's beautiful, so your um, your mind is totally getting this, so I would like you to translate that into words that a four-year-old will understand. How can you tell her that who she is, is like things like these, it has to be incredibly simple. A four-year-old is going to understand 
There's nothing wrong with you. You um, are. You're very yeah. special. All right. You are incredibly special, exactly as you are, and what other people say and do doesn't matter. Yeah. It. They're. They're going. That's how human beings behave. This is what humans do sometimes. And you are thinking that you're interpreting it. You're thinking that it's about you and it says something bad about you and it doesn't. Yeah. At all. Yeah. So, and even though, yeah, and yeah. even though sometimes it hurts, it's really, you're still a beautiful and precious girl. Even though sometimes it hurts when people do and say these things. Yeah. There's absolutely nothing wrong with you, and you are a beautiful and precious being. Yeah. And it's all okay. It's all totally okay. Yeah. And I love you. Do you really love this little girl? Yeah, I do. And she's precious. She, I mean, she has so much. She has a beautiful heart. And she's, she's just absolutely, do you see that she's absolutely perfect? Yeah, she really is. Yeah. And so I want you to ask her, what is it that she really wants right now? How does she respond to you telling all those things? Does she believe you that she's okay and she's loved? Yeah, she's relieved. She's like, oh, thank God, you know, that it, that it's okay. It's not about me. It's And now she's got a tool to understand the world, you know, and yeah. in a way that's far less painful. Absolutely, and it's not, it really is not about her. Would she like, like, a magic wand to remember? Would she like like a special bubble of protection? Would she like a dragon to, like, fend her off? What would she like? That, you know, so, so next time that she feels hurt, because it will happen, something might happen that she feels hurt, that it's a reminder that she's not alone. What would she like? Um... It's like she wants to wear a dress or she wants to wear a uh, piece of clothing or like the outfit of a wizard so that she remembers that she is totally okay and cool on the inside and that there's this um, little layer of protection that um, that no one, so that no one else can hurt her own inner sense of well-being and, and lovableness. That that's untouchable. Like, they can say things that hurt in the short term, but they're not... Other people can do and say things that don't fundamentally touch her own sense of self-love and well-being. Yeah. 
Yes, I'm, I'm back. Can you hear me? I can hear you now, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I just, for just a second, it's so interesting that I, I kept on hearing you. I, I heard everything you said because I was logged into the computer, but for some reason my, my phone just uh, fell, but I, I, got it. I got you back. Sorry. Okay, that's okay. Do you want me to repeat so, it? Yes, please. So she wants to wear like a a wizard, a wizard, like a wizard outfit. Yeah, a wizard outfit. So there's a little bit of magic surrounding her, so that her inner well-being and sense of self are untouchable, by regardless yeah. of what other human beings do or say. But that's a separate space that you know she's good in there all the time. She's just good. Good. Okay. So we can give her these. Just you can just give it to her. What I would like to consider is that is this something because she's learned to be safe by isolating herself. So it's beautiful for her to have this wizard, this magic that is going to keep her safe and that the negative comments are not going to affect her as much. How can we make this wizard beautiful outfit? permeable so she can still connect mm-hmm. and feel, you know, that she can make friends. It's not about isolation and safety, but it's a, it's a, connect, you know, it's a connecting safety. It's maybe the, maybe the wizard outfit has some sort of filter that, uh, you know, only the wonderful people she invites in can come, only the right people. Would that, some, you know, some, you know what I'm talking about? I do, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, otherwise, we're gonna, you know, she's gonna end up in a place where she's still isolating, right? Right. And safety is very, very, very important, but connection is something that she also wants. Yes. Yeah. So, ask her specifically what she might want from mom and dad. How? How is she going to connect with them? Well, she just wants attention from them. She wants to hang out with them and have some attention from them. And have it be loving. Just She just wants their love. Yes. Yes. And what are the... Because kids, actually, if you, if you, if you ask her... She's going to want to be loved and held, which makes a lot of sense. And is it being held? Or what are the ways in which she's going to receive? What is her love language? How is she going to receive that love? What would she like to be doing with mom? What would she like to be doing with dad? She definitely likes to cuddle. She wants to be held. And while they're doing something... um, you know, like if they're watching TV or reading a book or just hanging out, just sort of physical contact. Yeah, great. So can you see that we're going to, you know, we can magically with this wizard magic energy, she can get helpers for mom and dad so mom doesn't feel like she has so much to do, that she's stressed and she has more time to, either watch TV or read books to her or play together and be more cuddly, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
when you see that mom is like, do we know, did, would she like to ask something specific from mom that she wants us to talk with mom so we explain what the little dad wants? Uh, I think she just wants to wave a magic wand and get it <laughs> and receive it okay. and have her mom un- understand it and just have it be organic and natural. Great. Okay. So can you do that for her? Yeah. Yeah. Good. It's really quite simple, really. I mean, it's it's quite simple. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes those are the simplest things are the the most important one is her to feel special and loved. Yeah. And notice if she's feeling really connected, really loved and held and connected. Right? Yeah. She is. She feels really good. Yeah. Does she want, are you there as well, or is mom and dad just, you know, it's good, good, good for her? She's content. She's content just with her mom, and I'm sort of in the background, you know, I'm like, uh, yeah, I'm in the background. Yeah. Okay. You can see that there's this image, and can you, if you want to take a snap photo of this image, do you see her and is she between mom and dad or what is what is the image that you have right now? The image that comes up is mostly she's receiving physical affection from her mom at this age. Okay. Yeah. And the and her dad is sort of less on the scene a little bit. Um Okay, but when he is there, he's he's gentle and and relaxed and um, sweet, mm. as opposed to like disconnected and angry or stressed. Yeah. And so in that state, she invites him over to the sofa and they all hang out together on the sofa. And can you see that she feels really connected and safe? And she's really, this is something that she deserves, isn't it? Yeah, yep. She feels great. It's like a great feeling. So take a snap photo of that, like with your mind's camera. Just take a snapshot and if you were to put this beautiful image where she's like smiling and feeling really special is she feeling loved and safe in this moment would you say yes totally yeah completely like contained right and she figures so many things out and she was supported but what color frame would you like to put this around this photo hmm Purple. Purple. Beautiful. This is great. It's just seven chakras. That's so beautiful. So 
Make it make a frame. Just put a frame around it. Take a break. Just take a really beautiful breath all the way in. Just are you ready to imprint this image of her just feeling really safe? She feels totally safe and completely loved and attended to. She feels she has, she's receiving the full presence and attention and emotional energy of her parents. So as you as you see her beautiful little face, so like you know, so happy, so just you know, soaking in all that love, I invite you to just close your eyes. They were not closed, and allow this beautiful purple light to just come in to your body and through your crown chakra. Just as this purple, beautiful, beautiful purple light is all shiny has like a magical quality and is bringing into your brain this new image, this completely new image full of beautiful sensations of your four-year-old being sacredly loved, nurtured, accepted for who she is, feeling really protected. And allow this image this light just bounce in your brain, creating new neural pathways, sending the message to every cell in your brain, your whole head and face warming up. This new awareness that this four-year-old had a lot more support and love than she thought was possible. Yeah. Breathe in and just notice how this purple light carrying this beautiful message and this really great image. This little girl, very special, beautiful, is being deeply loved, contained, being very supported and protected by her parents. Loving her, just being the little girl that she is. Doesn't need to do anything. She's just sitting on the couch with her parents. And allow every every cell in your body as this beautiful light is coming down your shoulders, down your arms, the tips of your fingers, creating this beautiful image. This really young precious girl, totally loved, feeling really connected. There's something about this love, acceptance, and protection that makes her feel intimately connected. There's something really deeply right about being Mm -hmm. in this little body. Being loved and allow that light and that image, that beautiful love, just travel through your whole torso, the way covering and filling your organs and your wonderful spine, coming down and even embracing your uterus with this beautiful purple light, 
informing every cell of your body and this old baby body inside of you that just be fully accepted and loved, being protected, and feeling really special. It's your birthright, and you own it every cell of your body. Letting every cell and this old baby included. Letting, letting every cell know that you have a very special place. You deserve to be loved, accepted, cared for. So see this beautiful image. And allow that purple light to travel down your legs, gently reaching your toes. Can even wiggle your toes. Notice how every cell is really receiving a new experience. Mm. And just breathing in, really taking it into your heart. A beautiful image. This four-year-old feeling special, loved, and clearly deserving of protection and beautiful, intimate connection with her parents. Knowing that she belongs. There's something very special about this image that mom and dad are there. And she really belongs in this place. She deserves all this tension and all this love. And almost like if your heart were a projector, just project this image of your four-year-old with mom and dad to the universe. It's like projecting it into the sky allowing all of the generations before you and all of the generations in the future ahead of you to just really see this really special moment where your four-year-old really took in what a birthright of hers to just be here, present in this planet, loved and accepted just for being who she is. Taking yeah. a beautiful breath, just take that image into your heart again. Yeah. How is she doing and how are you doing? She's like totally psyched and relaxed and I'm feeling, <laughs> like, really tired all of a sudden, just so tired. Yeah, because we're, we're doing something that is really, actually, there's a self-hypnosis component on all these. That is, it's really, you've been, you know, this happens a lot because, Deb, you've been caring so much. Like you said, this yeah. is a girl who had been carrying a huge weight of having to figure it all out by herself. I want you to picture, imagine a four-year-old carrying like two super heavy suitcases and after carrying them for probably about, what, 42 years? Yeah, yeah. She puts them down and so she's exhausted. I know. It's incredible. So much of the work I do with you has this effect. It's like releasing that carrying part of me. Yeah. It's so great. It really is, and it's also like really because see from this place, isn't this amazing that now 
I hope that you really have a little bit of time that you can just rest. Just yeah. close your eyes and take a cat nap. <coughs> are you home or are you in your office? I am. I'm at home, yeah. Yay, wonderful. So knowing that, then this is a better time to actually do a session where you can actually go and rest, bring, drink lots of water, cuddle with yourself and your baby and your four-year-old with your parents in the couch or somewhere else and rest. Yeah. Yeah. Great. So I know that we actually, I don't think we gave it a, an intensity, but when we look back, at, you know, the main emotion that we started with was that somehow there was a part of you that felt that you deserved to be alone. Actually, yeah, we no, started with like a five. Yeah, now it's a zero. It's a total zero. Yeah. Good. Yeah, because it's good. It's good checking. I, you know, I don't. I don't like assuming. Yeah, and I, <laughs> I can kind of see that it's, it's less about the kids at school. It's really more about that feeling of love and acceptance and presence from her parents, rather than and like she can carry that over into school. You know, yeah. as a, it's not really about the other kids. Yeah, it's about what she wasn't about what she's getting now from her parents. Yeah, because of course, as she feels more solid, right, in her intimate connection, which is mom and dad, of course, that that is going to give her a different level of like confidence in herself. You know, knowing that she deserves to be loved, that she there's a place in this planet for her. Yes. Exactly. Right? It's very, very different. Yeah, she's not an outsider to everything. She's an insider. She has a place right. where she belongs. Exactly. And and that is huge. That's really, really big for any child. Yeah, it's huge. It's totally huge. Yeah. So in addition to that, notice how is this going to uh, start shifting just the idea that you can actually welcome intimate connection because now you do belong to a family. You deserve to have love and care and protection within the context of a family, and that includes the family you're creating. Yeah, yeah. Right. I'll take a nice breath. How is is your natural your natural present or is... No, it's gone right now. Yay. That's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah, Thank you, Laura. Thank you. You're so welcome. And and start noticing. Just uh, my my recommendation would be you can do the choices method, and you. But I would like you to just picture yourself, just like really welcoming the right partner. Yeah, just well, just you know, put a spiritual invitation forth. Just sending, you know, this. You can visualize this beautiful. We can we can do more uh, more of these next time. But you know, creating this really gorgeous, beautiful sun energy coming from your solar plexus and sending 
sending the spiritual invitation to the right person to come. Yeah, yeah. So tell me, when would you like us to 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 meet again? Um, how's tomorrow? Tomorrow, let's see. Uh, tomorrow will be a possibility in the afternoon, like around uh, 3.15. 3.15? Yeah. Would that work for you? Yep, it does. Great. Wonder, let me see. Hold on one second. You know what? Just for the sake of my sanity, let's make it 3.30 so I don't have to be all. Okay. I only have half an hour then because I have a client at 4. Oh, you have a, a client at four. Would you like it? Oh, and then you have from four to five or something. Well, let's let's do three fifteen. I think it's gonna be fine. Let's do three fifteen. Um, I could also do two thirty, or I could do um, nine to ten tomorrow. No, I'm actually booked all the way through. Unless we wanted to meet on Monday. Do you wanna? You really wanna meet tomorrow? Monday could work. Yeah, Monday is actually, I have more flexibility. That would be better. Okay. Like I could do 10.30 or we can do in, uh, the afternoon. Uh, oh, we could do the afternoon around like uh, 3.30. So, so it could be 10.30 or 3.30 would be good. I have um, I have 3 to 4 on Monday. That you're busy, 3 to yeah. 4. Okay, so um, you want to meet it. We could do four. If you want. Do you want to do four or four fifteen on Monday? No, I have I have someone at four. I'm available from three to four. Three to four. Oh, okay. Three to four. I have three yeah. to three thirty. And in the morning is not good on Monday. Um, I have a meeting from nine to eleven. I could do eleven to twelve. Okay. Yeah, let's do that. Or we can do even 11.15. You're going to need to pee. Yeah, that's great. 11.15 <laughs> to 12. Okay. Yeah. Do you want to do, okay. do, do um, 11.15 to 12.15? Sure, yeah. Yep. Perfect. Okay. So Monday the 29th from 11.15. Perfect. Great. Right. And, you know, write or let me know if anything comes up, Okay. Definitely. Thank you so much. That was fabulous. Really, really wonderful. Big big side to you. Lots of love. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.